One Man Revolution, Volume 4, Episode 75. Revolution. Oh, we're back, back again, back live from the bunker on a Friday night. It's the One Man Revolution. I'm your host, the Revolutionary, and I'm joined by the Comrade and the Canadian and the Artist. Perfect. Well, it has been, and I have this number here. If I could pull this one up, yeah, that's what <laughs> it, she said. There it is. Uh, it, it has been 527 days since legitimate power took office, and this week, more rights were taken away by the Supreme Court, an unelected group of people that are rewriting the Constitution. Oh, wait, no. They're following the Founding Fathers' orders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that old uh, traditional American spirit. It's not no law drink, can be interpreted if it... Drink doesn't have a history in america oh which has oh, a history favorite, of things like genocide i think my favorite thing about what's happening right now like like when they overturned uh uh i forget i forget if it was roe or the the thing with new york but they were referencing like norman case law from the 1100s that's rover yeah that's total lunacy yeah total lunacy. yeah the uh the guy who's uh judgment that they were referencing also believed in women uh, in witches yeah yes and yeah like he was a witch hunter yeah well i mean obviously yes well maybe the supreme court the scrotus should quit <laughs> playing so many video games <laughs> they're so violent so and that way they wouldn't believe in witch hunter and uh <laughs> trust what he said exactly so, comrade, I'm drinking water. What are you drinking over there? Uh, I got more of the Bell's Two Hearted. Um, I, I bought a six pack of that a while ago, and it's lasting me a long time. So, very good. I have some Saint Hubertus over here. I, which I'm drinking uh, European beer, uh, Schlenkula Hellas. And uh, if the if the the thespian was here, she's also drinking water, essentially, right? <laughs> we'll see. She'll be on it's, later. It's sparkling water with flavor, right? And 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 grain alcohol. Yeah. And what are you drinking uh, over there, artist? Uh, I am knocking back a uh, boiling cream. Uh, uh, yeah, basically like drinking butterscotch. I don't know. Um, Which is delicious. Yeah, the uh, yeah the, the cane sugar. Yeah. yeah. I can't words. Yeah. <laughs> Which is always good for a podcast. It, so it really actually, is. It actually means you can run for Congress in Wyoming. Or most places. Did, did anybody see the, the Wyoming debates? The Republican debates for Wyoming? No. Didn't it come to blows? I, didn't someone punch? I don't. I didn't see that part. They were asking questions and people were going like, uh, well, it's like that that thing that the... Well, anyway, you know what I mean. Oh, well, I'm trying to hold <laughs> on to as many brain cells as I can after hearing, uh, was it Bobert's? Take yeah. on separation of church and state. So they, they, you should, you should find the video and watch it because they're like saying outrageous things. You know, Fauci yeah. is a traitor and the worst human being in the world because he like knew it and he didn't do anything about it. 
crazy then, things at a Republican did, primary debate? Did Liz no. Cheney is like, no, everybody needs to get vaccinated. Vaccines are safe. You need to do it. It's for your health and for the good of everyone. And it's just like a rational, I mean, let's face it, Liz Cheney and I would not be friends. But no. she, compared to the other people running, she is like the rational, sane human being. It's, yeah, it's, I, it's whacked. It, it's so crazy to me that a Cheney is still like the voice of reason. Well, <laughs> yeah, like if a played, Cheney is the voice of reason in this situation, we're in a bad situation. It played like a, a SNL skit, only it was real. Yeah. That's how, that's how bad it was. Well, there was one this week. Uh, I can't remember where it was, but it was a there was a, a woman who's running against who's the incumbent, and I'm not sure if it was a governor's race. And her opponent is a, a sheriff or a uh, or a police officer of some type, and he was off duty, and he literally slugged her. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that happened. Wow. And I mean, it's like politics. That seems unbranded law enforcement. Yeah, and politics are just insane, and nothing happened because of it. Why would it? I don't understand. Is there a problem there? I mean, she wasn't in yeah, office. I mean, yet, he hit so. a woman. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? I don't no. think that's, that's okay. No, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I, it, I mean, that was a sarcastic remark. This is the United yeah. States, where women are not in charge of their bodies anymore. Correct. Oh, I got into an argument this week on Instagram. Uh, feel free to look at our, our one man revolution Instagram. Uh, I posted up something that was basically uh, a meme. And some some dude came on there, just came to the comments and uh, responded to our, uh, our one of our fans from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Oh. And our, one of our, you know, our fan, Nick from New Zealand, he put a he put a nice little comment on it. And this dude just comes in the comments and it was the most ridiculous incel woman hating garbage that I've seen. And I just asked him, you know, hey, um, you know, tell me one uh, one thing, one one male body part that is regulated. You know, one uh, how are male bodies regulated? I just and boy, read. I just want to read the opening line from there it is. Murdering babies was never a right, and only a mentally deficient fool would claim that it was anywhere to be found in the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we started. Um, well, if you were if you were a slaveholder, it was it was okay. Yeah. So so the meme was basically we have made a decision, and it was the Supreme Court. And on the bottom, you have uh, Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson. And it says, I realize you made a decision, but given that it's a stupid ass decision, I've chosen to ignore it. Yeah. You know, Classic. and this dude, there's 20 replies and he never repl- he, he never came in after my my last uh, my last one. But feel free to go on there and read it over because this guy is weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I think part of the problem with with arguing with people on the Internet is it's hard to f- figure out if they are genuine in their statements or if they're doing it to just rile somebody else up on the internet. Um, I think it could just be their job, you know, rubles yeah, don't go as far as they used to legitimate anymore. though, honestly. Yeah. Comments. yeah it, it, it makes me wonder um, whether people are just like 
you know how sometimes if you've got a, a Zoom call and people bomb in and have fun and make your life and then leave and they don't care what you're talking about or what you were talking about or what you're trying to do. They're just yeah, but he seemed disruptive. this person. This person seemed legitimately yeah, that, concerned. That person seems legitimate. But yeah. there's a, if you're on Twitter, there's a bunch of people who are just like one bombers in and they're gone. Yeah. So uh, I I was having a conversation with somebody about you know this idea of you know when does life begin. And this is the picture I like to paint. Uh, <laughs> here we have a pregnant woman, heartbeat in the fetus. Good job. Uh, pregnant woman dies. Could be a complication of the pregnancy. Could be something else. Could just could be, be somebody uh, shot her in in, yeah, in her, sure. her, uh, uh, her grade school classroom. You know, yeah, she was a teacher at a school and got shot. Fetus. That's not fine. what I was referring to. Fetus is still fine at the moment. Uh, we remove the fetus from the body. Does the fetus live? Well, that's no. that's a great question. It doesn't. Therefore, not alive. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the end of it. Like like if if you wanna if you wanna get pedantic and get in, into the medical definitions of things, a life is a self sustaining organism. So so what's yeah. it's it is it is a I like to say it is a, uh, a sexually transmitted disease that's one hundred percent fatal. Yes. <laughs> um, the the you have no say. <laughs> the the interesting thing is, and and you. You can look this up because this started from another conversation about what is gender, where where the thing was, well, you're either a man or a woman. It's like, well, no, that's science. Science is man or woman. And the conversation went around. No, what he's saying is you either have a penis or you don't. Right. And that's really what he's looking. I can look at you and say, yeah, you got a penis. You're a man. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't understand that gender is fluid. And in fact, if you look at the science of it, we are neither male nor female for much of our gestational period up yeah. until like 10 weeks or 12 weeks in where we we have both sex organs yeah. we have the precursor organs to both just like the heartbeat at 19 days that's not a heart yeah. it is a precursor to what will eventually develop into a heart it's well, not that was the heart. other fun thing i threw out is i was like well if you believe that you know you're a living organism at 19 days then everyone here is transsexual Right. Yeah, we have all changed gender. Pick, pick you know, Love pick it. which side, pick, pick which battle you want to lose because you're right. going to lose both here. Let's see uh, yeah. which door A or B. Let's go. And I know specifically from Jurassic Park that we're all inherently female, but it takes a certain hormone at a specific developmental stage to make us male. Yeah, if you're reptiles. Yeah. No, but 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 it's like it's like that other meme that we the meme, we're on fire with memes this this week. Where it's like the in the universe you're either hydrogen or helium, and oh, that one, that's and good. that other that other stuff doesn't matter, right? The the, yeah, the edge cases don't matter. It's other, only one percent. Right? Yeah, right. And and it's like yeah, but that one percent is us, so we'd like to think we matter, and that's sort of to me that drives home the the fallacy of you're either male or female, right? That that really doesn't matter if you're not, right? I mean, and. It, yeah. it is important, and it is important that we recognize it. Yeah, it, it's uh, we are we are taking um, edge case arguments to a reductive conclusion mm-hmm. that, by every definition of science and logic, is unde- is but, defensible, right? Like but it's yeah. and, but more than that. Yeah, going back to the abortion thing, you you are not a human, right? You haven't developed any part of your gender. No for for 10 to 12 weeks 
which is which so, is again why you know all of these arguments you know well it's a life well you're murdering babies well this well that you don't you don't actually care about any of that right no, nobody yeah. making those arguments gives a shit about the baby once it comes out right, right? And, like, they're done caring so so what we're doing here is is we are trying to justify uh this this weird pigeonholing of all of all uh baby carrying human beings as nothing more than a vessel for a new child right right yeah. that's that's what we're doing here yeah. and it's disgusting like, yeah. <laughs> I, no it's important to say about it like it's it's horrifying on every level. so so at some point there will be a case because if you look at the 13th amendment which is the one that said hey you can't be a slave right and you look at the 14th amendment you cannot be forced to bear the child you cannot be forced into things against your will right and you can force servitude and in the 14th amendment it talks about life liberty and property mm-hmm. so you cannot be denied life so so any of those laws that are going to kill somebody because of a topic pregnancy or the baby is dead and you're going to go septic uh, the fetus is dead mm-hmm. you're going to go septic right. any of those things that that end up killing a woman has violated her fourth amendment right and that is not okay and i think that will get overturned that part of it at least well in a bit of good news in the state of florida uh the very restrictive 15 week ban after ban after 15 weeks uh even in the cases of incest and rape yeah uh has been uh put on hold by a judge uh and it is currently not be able to go into effect yeah and florida has a very strict very strong right to privacy in its constitution well they've been attacking well canadian they've been attacking that over the past decade trying right. to erode it but every time they do that it seems that people don't get reelected yeah. <laughs> Yeah. into their you know in, into their seats but, to, to continue that fight but to, unlike to unlike the u.s constitution which implies a right to privacy it's, it's written in the florida it's written in the constant florida constitution that you have a right to privacy right. well but the, but there's a problem in the florida constitution it also says that that marriage can only occur between a man and a woman right but in the, in the florida constitution right but the supreme court right. has said no that's not the case so it supersedes it so if this is for now for now. If 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 they overturn that, then a marriage will become between uh, non-men and non-women yeah. uh, will become uh, uh, not against the law, right? Yeah, it, no, it's because they, be, they become they unrecognized, be unrecognized, which but here's goes another, ag- yeah, goes against but, the sort of uh, governmental statute that says if you are married in one state, you're counted as married in all states, right? But but if they so overturn wouldn't it, that run again, wouldn't that run into contract law? Yeah, no, there, there's a it's like an interstate commerce thing, because 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 you are married in New York, you are still considered married from the federal government perspective, even if you lived in a place that didn't allow it. Right. But the problem is, is that no one who was same sex could get married in the state of Florida. If right. that, if, if the, if, if you would have to go legal. someplace where it was legal, just like right. you'd have to go yeah. get your abortion someplace where it's legal. Right. Right. And so that's, you know, so that's an interesting yeah. part of the Florida constitution, but I mean, another well, uh, interesting, yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. 
go ahead, go ahead. Just, just a quick thing. Uh, uh, Canada has openly said that any American is welcome to come there for an abortion should they need it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we don't want well, no anchor yeah. babies. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. Yeah, they... Happy Canada Day. <laughs> We wanted to up one up the the U.S., so we created Canada Day before the American Independence Day. Yeah, well, that's okay. It's not being celebrated this year anyway. Yeah. Um, when when you're when then Fair. civil liberties and freedoms are removed uh, from in from half your population, I don't think that there's a reason to celebrate Independence Day. Yeah, you tend to feel uh, a less a little less patriotic when your country's going to shit. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, ce- celebra- you know, celebrating your you know, Father's Day when your father was the rapist of your mother and she was forced to have a baby. Right. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. the baby. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Or, 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 or Mother's Day. No, I won't go there. I forgot what I was going to say. It was it was sarcastic and really funny. So if I remember, I'll say. <laughs> ah, well, let's all give a, a, a round of laughs. Ha ha ha! <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. Oh man. Well, in other Florida news, I think it was over 150 different laws who came into effect today in the state of Florida. Right. Uh, one of those was also the uh, "Don't Say Gay" bill, which is also the gay. "Don't Say Gay" Gay Straight. Don't say straight bill. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that is, is that uh, many counties around the state, including one of the counties that uh, the bunker is located in, uh, ordered all teachers who are in same-sex relationships uh, to remove images of their spouses and their families from their classrooms. Unreal. And rainbow clothing has been banned uh, for faculty members in the schools. So because rainbows know. are only ever met gay. But what Correct. if it's out of order? <laughs> then it could be the trans flag. So I mean so, if so no science of... experiments with prisms? Mm, I don't know. We'll see. But I just uh, got a prism is shining light on the wall. Well, that's a I'm rainbow. Just, I'm and... just a big Pink Floyd fan. That's yeah. Like... <laughs> Dark side of the moon. Dark side album. of the moon's up there, yeah. yeah um yeah. The, oh, but the, okay. what if that's the headline? Hold on. Florida, Florida bans Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, exactly. Faculty. In the in the interest of um, being accurate, according to Orlando Weekly, that's not actually true. The, but it, like, um, Orlando Weekly's uh, uh, ability to do to do uh, really good reporting is in question ninety percent of the time. <laughs> um, yeah, th- it is actually true because it was it was reported by uh, people who are actually teachers in the system. Yeah, I mean, maybe <laughs> okay. maybe there's there's a nuance that's not true. That's probably what it is. I I didn't have time yeah. to read the entire article, the, but like the, it seemed like a like interesting a Snopes thing, thing where it's like <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll have to look into it. The interesting no. thing will be the lawsuit. Yeah, that says I can't show my spouse, but you can show yours. Is well, that the other representation of a gender identity? Yeah, for me, I, I said, well, it's great if the if if same sex couples have to remove their stuff, perfectly fine. But all 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 cis heterosexual couples need to remove their stuff too. Right, and and no beige. Yeah, yeah, no uh, no beige, no blue, no no pink. Yeah, exactly. Right. This yeah. so this this set of laws also includes the dissolution of disney's special district yeah well there's three or four special districts that are there one of them being disney yeah 
Yeah. Um, but that actually can't occur unless the debt is paid. So the lawsuit's already there. That's enjoined also. Yeah. So, and there, this includes the "Don't play your music loud if you're black" bill. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I don't think that's don't a play real your music bill. loud bill. No, it's the "Don't play no. your music loud" bill. You can, <laughs> get, a t- you can get a ticket Absolutely. if your music is played too loud. Now, I don't know what the I I tried to find it in a hurry and I couldn't find it. I don't know what the decibels or how loud it has to be. So, but basically, we can arrest you if you're black if you're playing your music loud. Yeah, I, I mean, there's yeah. always been a noise statute, though, right? Like any noise from your vehicle, sh- there's either I, a decibel I, limit or a distance at which you should not be able to. Yeah, hear but it. this is this is changed that, and I yeah. don't know what it is. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Well, Florida, you know, Florida has all kinds of interesting. And like I said, he signed 145 in one. Well, he says he signed 45 in one day. And then just fi- rapid fire signing all kinds of bills that he has signed 269 bills this year. So yeah, it allows officers it's really to July. dish out $114 fines to people who play their music too loud. Blaring music. It doesn't really say what that is. For reference, the average car is about 50 feet long. Allows officers to ticket those playing music audible from a minimum of 25 feet distance. That's not very far. Feet. Dude, that's any that's anybody that's with their windows sound. rolled that's down. That's me talking on the phone with the windows yeah. down. Yeah. 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 But the uh, remind me not to sing in my car because I mean I hear the hear me I hear in my house the guy walking up and down the street on his phone, which is way more than 25 feet. Yeah. yeah. So that's 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 so what, that's what about, pull like, you over if you're black law. Yeah. I beg your pardon. What about what about like spoken word? Does that count as music? Is that too loud? Well, this is this is at the discretion of the officer. And we all know those always work out well. If it's Will Shatner's cover it of does, Rocket it, Man, it does say music, so it's not just sound. So yeah. if somebody is rapping, is that music? So uh, for, no, so no officer, you can't hear my music at twenty five feet. I'm flooring the gas. Everyone gets fart can exhaust to drown out the music. But yeah, exactly. I hate I hate to say it, comrade. They probably already have it. Oh yeah, no, yeah. There's there's a lot of overlap in that Venn diagram. I don't have a whole lot of bass in my music. I just I had Taco Bell and um. Well, what what you do is you have the heavy bass, and then you get a second speaker that's cancellation for the outside of your car. (laughs) It's a perfect inverted sine wave. So so you have loud music inside, but outside it gets canceled out by the outside speakers. That's how sound works. You do realize that's exactly that's how your noise canceling headphones work. Yeah, for example, you all do realize how super old man yelling at cloud that law is, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. kids oh, yeah. are playing music too loud. Oh, it's like, damn yeah. kids play I mean, the rock and roll music. 25 yeah. feet is basically eight steps. Okay. Yeah. So um, person, right? on you the can... article, there's a guy demonstrating <laughs> it, telling, saying, how, I think I'm saying how uh, ridiculous it is. It's terrible. Yeah. If there was a law against like if there was a law limiting the decibel level of your TV, every boomer in the state would be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> my dad would have a ticket every day. Yeah. Oh my god. And, and, yeah. 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 So, so not only do we have a lot of fun new laws for the police to uh, exercise their discretion. There's a yeah. new uh, uh, line item in the budget for the state to give every new police officer $5,000 as a sign-on bonus. 
is if they're coming to the state of Florida. I think there's a there's a a stipulation that says if they're coming from another state, it's a signing bonus. Yeah. Do they have to have been fired from another police department? Color in another state and have to relocate. No, the the fired first is part of the Polk County hiring uh, practices. (laughs) You have to prove you're unworthy to be a police officer, and then we'll we'll hire you. But the funny part about that is Canadian is that's exactly who he's looking for, for the Florida guard, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the national guard, but only for Florida. Another new thing that was that was invented by uh, Governor DeSantis. How is that legal? And well, it's not national guard. It's Florida guard. And so and he basically said, you know, there's thousands of, of military who are losing their jobs because they refuse to get vaccinated. And that's a refusal of a direct order, by the way. And those are the people you want to come and work for you, right? Uh, in a military or or police department. Very uh, and he's and he's saying, oh yeah, all y'all just come on to Florida. We would welcome you, you know. So it's like, well, cool. So you have unvaccinated military, paramilitary for the state of Florida, who go into an area of you know destruction after a hurricane, and they all die from COVID. Congratulations, yeah. you know. And then don't follow orders when they're given direct orders not to beat that man, you know? Uh, we also have a new uh, term limit on uh, school board members. Yeah, 12 years, but come on, 12 years. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's enough to get your kids from first right? grade through high school. Right. right, right. Yeah, but those aren't the people they're targeting. They're targeting these activist, mm-hmm. activist uh, uh, school yeah. board members. Here's the you know, fun people that one. think. Uh, uh, counties and cities may now ban smoking at beaches and parks, accepting yeah. unfiltered cigars. Yes, I thought that was a very <laughs> rule. Wait, so you can you can ban yeah. cigarettes and and smoking stuff, but like you can't stop people from smoking unfiltered cigars, which is just like creates a billowing, noxious, unescapable cloud of ass. We call like, that the Cuban, we call that the Cuban loophole. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Counterpoint, uh, filtered anything is litter. Yeah. Unfiltered is purely organic matter that breaks down with rain. Yeah. But that's what it is. He did that for Miami and, oh, yeah. you know, Miami beaches and whatever, where you have people who are smoking cigars or old guys smoking cigars on the beach. You know, as long as they're, they could have their shroot in the corner of their mouth and they could be drinking their, you know, drinking a beer and you can't stop them from doing that so that's, because that's you know, pandering to the Cuban exile vote is what that is. Of course. Well, he also he also is is on everybody right now. The governor you know, came out on like four different posts in the past two days or more about Ben and Jerry's about Ben and Jerry's. Oh, yeah. And how it's, you know, it, it's it's ridiculous that Ben and Jerry's is boycotting Israel and how it's illegal and all this other stuff. And it's like, dude, they're a corporation. Why are you so anti-capitalist? Yeah. (laughs) No, we, we need to do a a show on the, that whole, uh, what's it called? The banning Israel movement and the anti banning Israel movement. What? Uh, boycotting Israel movement. Boycotting Israel. Yeah. So the, there's a, there's a, it has an act four letter acronym that I don't remember, but there's basically a movement that, goes by this four-letter acronym that is for boy, boycotting everything every israeli company yeah and 
there is tremendous government blowback against the people that do that to the point where you're not allowed to like be hired at universities if you belong to that or believe in it or tweet it. Are you talking yeah. about the BDS movement? BDS, there you go. The Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions, Sanctions movement, movement Yes, is, according to Wikipedia, a Palestinian-led movement promoting boycotts, does it divestments, and economic sanctions against Israel. Right, right. And if you're a member of that, you're considered a terrorist in many, many uh, American institutions. Where do I sign? Well, well, they're also saying they're also saying that uh, it's anti-Semitic you know, and all that. Yeah, stuff. it's anti-Semitic and everything. I, like I that. love that we can't separate the concepts of being against a totalitarian uh, racist regime and a religious. Yeah, regime. being against a regime that's separate. violating people's human rights. Yeah, yeah, and then but supporting their right to their religion it's I mean, hey, Mark. It's, it's basically the same thing as being critical of u.s policies and hating america apparently yeah. i mean it's really yeah. well okay, it's so it's a, it's a conservative dog whistle currently mm -hmm. because oh well if you if you don't if you don't support this uh if you don't support israel you're anti-semitic and it's like no 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 that's not what we were saying well nope nope because if that now I want all those votes from Miami and 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 you know all the different locations where people have retired who are Jewish. So therefore, I need to make sure that you know that I'm out in front. I'm for Israel, and they only come out for Israel, by the way, in the last like four months of the yeah. election cycle. Yeah. And then they go right back to being uh, anti uh, anti Semitic. Uh, you know, right after election day. <laughs> Meanwhile, some of their most vocal supporters are also chanting shit like Jews will not replace us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's so that you can they can call you a Nazi first. Well, right. the, that way, when you call them a, a Nazi for legitimate reasons, they can say, oh, we're both calling each other Nazis. I feel like the plan is more like, well, if we just keep funding Israel, we know they'll all stay there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely hey, no Jews anywhere else in the world because hey, we built you a home. Go back there, right? right yeah, that... <laughs> go back to where we sent you. Yeah, <laughs> I will not replace me. <laughs> I will replace me. Okay, so going back to DeSantis for a second. Oh, um, the governor. <laughs> has anyone compiled a list of all the instances in which he was anti-capitalist, in which he like try to bully I'm sure private so. companies into like the like social media and whatnot like d different things that he's done uh like cruise lines and stuff because of the pandemic because like we had private companies trying to make their own decisions for their employees and stuff and he's like no 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 you have to do it my way well that's how authoritarian governments work well no but I mean yeah. like as far as like for for the upcoming campaign, some ad that can run against him, like oh, Ron DeSantis, bad for business. Yeah, well, so I'm sure Charlie it, Crist and Nikki Freed are both compiling those lists right now. Well, okay. I found an interesting article from a website called the Florida Squeeze. Nice titled. I dated uh, her. Nice, nice. Uh, entitled uh, "DeSantis versus Capitalism and Free Enterprise: The New Florida GOP Anti-Capitalist Ideology Defined." Wow. Kind of break down one, two, three, four, five, six different concepts as to how he's basically anti capitalist. I think it's a blog. Yeah, it's a blog. So, uh, written by Kartik Krishnayer. 
Sounds like a good American name. Sure. It's interesting. We're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. Oh, you, you can spell yeah. that later. <laughs> that yeah. joke just fell flat. Yeah. yeah. I jumped the Sorry, shark was, for some I was reason. Just reading oh, yeah. this person written. Uh, very interesting. I, I don't think anyone has a, a, a proper list of of like the governor being anti-capitalist, but we should put one together. Yeah, yeah no, he's he done so many basically people. any company that disagreed with him got an anti-capitalist message. Yes. Yeah. And and he's using <clears throat> the power of his governorship to control what people can say. And that that's I don't know how you stop that, but there has to be a way to stop that because that's what the former president does as well. I think yeah. I found a pretty close thing to what we're looking for. Uh, uh, an article by Abigail Weinberg from Mother Jones gives a breakdown of all of the things that Ron DeSantis thinks are woke. Ooh. <laughs> Big tech, woke. Infrastructure spending, woke. Academia, definitely woke. You know, what's really funny about that is uh, he has been coming out on twitter every other every like he has like the formula you know how their social media have formulas right oh yeah and he'll do a couple of restaurants where he's eaten and he's shaking hands uh he'll do a uh and he's standing there in a picture with all of the the staff <clears throat> and then uh he'll have somewhere where he's handing a check to a county for infrastructure uh-huh. And it's always and the first comment though now if you ever want to want to have fun comparing comparing social media, compare Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter commenters to the governor's posts. He has three ah, very yeah. different audiences on those three. It's always like best governor in America. That's Facebook. Um, you know, uh, we, you should run for president president in twenty twenty four. You're America's governor. All these things. That's that's Facebook. Then you go over to Twitter and it's like, hey, moron. <laughs> it literally the first comment, the, always like first comment is like, hey, moron, this is federal money you're handing out uh, uh, and, and claiming it's your own, you know, and uh, it's for, and then there's always one, a post in there about, you know, some, something that the governor's working on. And this week he had a great one where he was attending a great rally with Ben Shapiro. And I was like, ooh, that's not a really good look. You, you know, he's uh uh, you know, he's a a, a a white supremacist, right? You know, and everybody piled on that comment. And they're like, oh, yes, he is. Absolutely. I can't understand why. And and that was on Twitter. I did the same comment on Instagram and got flamed by everybody. So oh, it's wow. like, it's fun to watch yeah. the three. But but uh, I posted a, a link of an article earlier this week about DeSantis and his uh, teacher education where if you went to the teacher education, you got a $3,000 bonus. And the education was basically Christian nationalism. Yeah. Nice. Um, the thing is, is that $3,000 bonus came from COVID funding that he refused yes. to spend. So he the took money, money the federal government gave mm-hmm. him for, for COVID response and to provide vaccinations and clinics, and he refused to spend it. So it's sitting there in a pile, and now he's using it to indoctrinate teachers into Christian fundamentalism. Yeah, and he usually has some type of uh, like hateful thing that he says about indoctrination by the liberals. Yep. Uh, and in the very next thing he posts, it's he's indoctrinating people into Well, uh, the thing is, is, a lot of people went to get $3,000. They didn't 
get their mind changed by the presentation. They just got $3,000, but that's why we know what it was. So it was because they came back and said, that's wrong. Wait, so wait, was it a reverse timeshare situation? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, kind of. (laughs) Kind of like a timeshare situation where you go and you get a free night stay and you listen to an hour present hour and a half presentation and you just walk away. It's like that, only you got three grand instead of a free night stay. <laughs> Wait, did you have to be an educator to get it or could anybody yeah. do it? No, I think you had to be an educator. I'm trying oh, to find the, educator the link. people on a podcast that I do every Friday. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, that's true. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, um, revolutionary. Oh no, that's fine. I realize I did that. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> don't, I'm gonna don't post the, the link in our notes so yeah. you can find it. But it's really, it's really funny to me that all of this, uh, you know, it's it's the conservative playbook, and it has been for many years. Is that they scream and yell about something that the liberals are doing, and it's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 been a topic of conversation from from people discussing kind of the the political science of our day which is that the Republicans have nailed messaging. Mm -hmm. They are brilliant at controlling what is being said, who's saying it, how they're saying it, and who's talking about what. And the Democrats suck ass at communicating with the people. Like they're, they're like, again, the only, so we all know that the Republican party lacks anything to do with integrity or policy, but the Democrats entire platform is just, well, we're not them, which yeah doesn't work oh. except for people like us who go well we'd rather not set everything on fire today could we wait a couple decades maybe and it was very tone deaf <laughs> very very tone deaf of of democratic candidates to the day roe v wade hit was the only way yeah. to stop them and the only way to fix this is to donate money to us you know yeah yeah that was that was in poor taste i got i got really probably six different emails because i'm on the list course you know for the democratic party mm-hmm. you know and i'm like and i wrote him back and i'm like this is in bad taste and deleted it <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's like this is in bad taste you're a joke and a <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i mean like the the message there is we stand in solidarity with all women who lost a critical freedom today that's the message that's an easy yeah, and then and then next week you ask for right. money yeah, and then you say what we're doing is, hey, we're taking the fight back to the Republicans. Help us right. in this fight, and then you mm-hmm. put the button on the bottom of the page. Yeah, yeah, right. I like, mean, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. The difference between campaign strategies for Nikki Freed, who's running for governor, she's agriculture, mm-hmm. and Charlie Crist, who's also running for governor. He's a retread. He's been governor before. Mm-hmm. As various different parties, Republican, independent. Now he's running as a Democrat. I believe uh-huh. there's not a political job Charlie Crist hasn't run for. Correct. Well, he was governor for a while as state of what, right. what do we know about Freed? I don't know anything about her. She's the agricultural commissioner right now. Um, so yeah. I know a little bit about her. Um, a lot of what you read is negative publicity. She was she was for legalizing marijuana. As she was running for agriculture commissioner, and a lot of people said, "Well, she's just got stocks and owning stocks in the marijuana companies, oh, and getting paid that. by yeah. them." Right? There's a lot of negative, negative publicity from her for that. But by all accounts, she is um, a progressive that will take no prisoners. A rational human being. <laughs> yeah, but willing to play, willing to play the Republicans' game. Right. I guess is what I'm I say. I'm down I, for that. Like right I, I okay kind of like her for that 
Um, and the difference in their yeah, the difference in their campaign strategies, by the way, is when you see a social media post from Nikki Freed, it's about a topic that she is interested in. Yes. And when you see it from Charlie Crist, it's a statement. And then the very, the very, the next, co- the first comment is always donate here. Yeah. So if I may, <laughs> um, here's a radical new idea. Uh, a young female leader of a state sounds great over an old retread. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, but the, for, the other thing issues, is, is, right? Like, <laughs> is Charlie Crist is not pro choice. Nope. Charlie Crist is a joke. So, <laughs> so, no so way. right there, you've got this choice. And the choice, if you are a progressive, is not Charlie Crist. Because the only He's other reasonable guy. person right. running is, is Nikki Freed, who is pro choice, who believes yeah. that a woman has body autonomy. And that could be the thing that puts puts her over the top. Puts her over the top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's plus Charlie Chris hasn't really campaigned. Mm-hmm. He's just sitting on his name. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm looking on on Nikki Fried's website right now. The first the first topic of lists of things that she wants to tackle is housing affordability. Yeah, that's first, her yeah. big. She Big wants. Thing. She would, uh, according to uh, according to the website, uh, quote: "I will direct the attorney general to halt rent hikes and designate anything over ten percent as illegal price gouging." Yeah. yeah, I'm in. Which I'm in. The attorney general can do, but it would take the legislature, which is not going to do anything progressive, no. to actually change any law. But you can keep but, rent hikes under ten percent. That's yeah. at least a plus. Yeah. Well, the one thing that she could do as governor is. Uh, is basically veto things coming out of the legislature, right. which are ridiculous. So right. if you're making more ridiculous, and she could roll back a lot of these things that these authoritarian things that were put in. Right. And the thing about the legislature is they're say. just doing whatever DeSantis says. They're rubber stamp for him. Oh, I want a law against teaching, saying gay things in school. Okay, we'll write you a law. Right. The but, legislature yeah. didn't come up with that. DeSantis came up with that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm really liking what I'm seeing. I'm, I think I'm going to include a link to the uh, to Nikki Freed's issues page. There you uh, go on, on the website <clears throat> in, in the show notes. Yeah, uh, sounds so you good. Can do the reading on your own. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Uh, she yeah. doesn't have much of a of a track record politically, but that's cool. She's young. She's fresh. Well, she she is the highest elected Democratic official in the state of Florida. Agriculture. Yeah. Well, yeah. you say that. But agriculture oh, no, is literally the third most powerful seat in Florida. And by the way, okay. the governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, wrote a law that says that changed who could be agriculture commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> so that she would not be qualified for the job if she would not become governor. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was a dick move. And well, that uh, shows yeah. he's afraid of her. Yeah, it shows um, he's afraid of her. Like I said, I I don't know what type of person she is. I I don't believe she's a malignant narcissist like the uh, like the orange guy. But and she's certainly not a giant dickweed like our current governor. But that oh, you know, is I don't know. Dickweed on the Matrix that we had. Yeah, on the, it is. On the it test. is. No, yeah, yeah. Like... the 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 best one is poop goblin. She's not a giant poop <laughs> goblin. Yes. like our current governor that one was way underused so i'm going to use it more um <laughs> like our current governor but she does stand up for basically every progressive idea i have she stands for so yeah that yeah. she she's definitely getting my vote at this point yeah so and, and like charlie, charlie christ is always in a suit sorry to cut yeah. you off but the charlie christ is always in a suit even when he's standing on the beach next to people in 
right. shorts and bathing suits. And, and which the other thing is, reminder, just while we're on the topic, a quick reminder. Anybody who doesn't know how the state of Florida's primaries work, you need to register for the party of the person you want to vote for in the right. primary. You cannot yeah. be an unaffiliated voter. Right. So if you like Nikki Freed, register Democrat right now. So when the yeah. primaries come around, you'll be able to go vote for her. I you think it's always change later. This month. Okay. Uh, can, uh, can you put a link to some sort of like uh, registration like in the show notes? I can. Yeah, sure. Uh, this okay. is an incredibly Florida forward. <laughs> yeah. No, the, I'm, the I'm thing about it. Florida registration is you have to fill out a form and you have to deliver it. There's yeah. no online registration. for. I'll, There's I'll, a way to check to see if you're registered. There's a way to check to see if you're registered. And in fact, I think the our registrar, what a county person, whatever his name is, Bill mm-hmm. Coles, supervisor of elections, has mailed everybody a new voter registration card because I got yeah, one. I got mine in the mail last week. Yeah. So, or no, earlier this week. I got one after I moved, and then I got another one just now. I think they just re-upped it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I am no longer in uh, my former district, so my district is open, and it's all. Oh, they had to. They probably of- had to send them out because there were all the, all of the new districting. Right, and all all a whole great like Alan Grayson is trying to run for my congressman, and just I'm a whole sorry. bunch of re, just a whole bunch of retreads out there trying for it. There's like ten people, so it'll be a so, primary, and whoever gets eleven percent wins, right? Yeah. I mean that's is that's there, is there a bone goes. to pick with Grayson because I liked him when he was representing. He he's a clown. Now I yeah. will say he's a progressive clown. But he's a, but I really, he is a clown. I really liked uh, when I worked. We I worked about... on his campaign back in the day when he first yeah. started, and yeah. uh, I only worked for it once. If that tells you anything, yeah. Okay, <laughs> he, he's a clown. Yeah, because I mean, I really liked his explanation of the Republican health. Yeah, plan. no, that's exactly <laughs> the kind of thing he's good for. But in terms of actually doing anything constructive in the okay. Congress, he's not good for that. Okay, so, that's here's fair. how we know. Here's how we know he's a clown. He graduated from Harvard. Yeah, with a PhD oh, yeah. in law from Harvard, so you know he's an idiot. Because yeah. let's Ouch. just face it: how many people have a law degree from Harvard that are clearly idiots? Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Actually, so, that's a very long list. Yeah, it's a very it's long a list. So they can't they Harvard, can't yeah. be very good because there's a bunch of stupid people in politics who have Harvard law degrees. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Harvard I think a Harvard degree is just is just uh, Daddy wrote me a degree check. Daddy wrote me a check. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Give me. I money, seem to Harvard recall Daddy. that we had a president recently who who was associated with Harvard in some way. Yeah, we, we did a, have one, and that who wasn't you, a giant dick. dick bag, I'm going to put know? on my racist white man hat. Uh-oh. And say <laughs> oh, that shows you how that. far Harvard had fallen because he was the the editor of the Harvard Law Journal, right? Hmm. Who are we talking about? President Obama. Oh, oh, he's from Harvard too. Yeah, he was the uh, editor of the Harvard Law Review or whatever their famous paper is. That, didn't uh, he like? Didn't he like teach constitutional law or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little weird things like that. That's you mm-hmm. know. So that's, but he I'm didn't wearing a red hat. Wade, so therefore, he's an evil, adorable person, according to the uh, conservatives in my feed. I well, why didn't Barack Obama born here anyways? Yeah. yeah. Well, now it's my favorite comment. It's like, well, the Democrats never codified Roe v. Wade under uh, Obama when you had the majority. Obama, had majority, so obviously it's like, yeah, well, it wasn't in jeopardy then, you tool. That was, he was you know too who busy else? trying to make you sure he didn't go bankrupt for having else a... never codified Roe v. Wade. Anybody? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you know who didn't do it while he was in the Senate for half a century? Yeah, Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah. Joseph Robinette Biden. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know why he doesn't go by Robinette. Yeah, Robbie. Well, pro- <laughs> probably because everyone called him Thirty One Flavors. Yeah. <laughs> That's Robins. Close yeah. enough. Wait, he wouldn't. I mean, you're a Robinette. You're not a full Robin. You're just no, a Robinette. <laughs> you're not even a full Robin. It's like I'm no, a I'm no. a bank Robinette. No, oh like, no, 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 see, no, that's you're either. He, he should that mean you got training wheels. He should absolutely do it. That way, Republicans try to own him by calling him Robin Hood, and that just makes him cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, or or everyone over the age of seventy five in politics could retire. So I yeah. am all for age <laughs> limits. I am all for age limits, uh, forced retirement. Um, I'd That's say for idea. for everybody, but yeah. but everybody who's not self-employed. Sure. Um, I am once again asking you to and, let me go to sleep. And for <laughs> political opponent, he's seventy years old. You're done. I'll give you seventy. Well, I, Please, I, somebody take yeah. over. Yeah, well, seventy. You can get elected at seventy. <laughs> okay. For your next I, term, so yeah. seventy-six, you're out, no matter how old. There you, you go. I like it. Yeah, I, I heard a, a, a good discussion of this uh, on, a, on a TikTok, of course, you know, that's where I get most of my news. Um, and a person gave this whole thing. It's like, look, uh, when you're in the corporate world and you try and get a job when you're 60, they tell you you're too old and you're losing your faculties. Yep. You know, and so they, they won't hire you. You become unhirable at 65, 66. Yeah. You know, suddenly you're unhirable, but yet the the age of majority in the in the in the in the in the political world yeah. is like 72. And in, in Congress, you know, it's very it's high. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, like all of Congress, the average age is 68. The average. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you have AOCs and uh, who's yeah. that? Who's Wheels? Wheels? Uh, Maddie Cawthorn. Yeah, Cawthorn. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. He's he's he won't be there next. I year. love that we don't know his name anymore. His name's just Wheels. wheels yeah yeah man well you know uh i'm gonna step call him hot wheels (laughs) no we we can't make him feel good no no uh i'm gonna step away how about how about Uh, cheese wheels and we'll we'll get our get our uh no he's he's not good enough for that yeah he's not good enough good enough was he from wisconsin (laughs) <laughs> no north carolina yeah no there's the cheese reference doesn't doesn't <laughs> cut it doesn't cut the cheese oh there it is yeah and on that bombshell yeah <laughs> i'm gonna step away i'm gonna give the uh, feed over to the comrade uh as i go and uh i'll see everybody next week all, all right. right later later right. peace stay fresh stay cheese fresh cheese, cheese wheels <laughs> So are we on the union break now, or on, here we go. yes? Now is a good time for union break. We're kind of at that point. Yep. So uh, Facebook, you know the drill. We'll step away for a little bit, and and, and I won't be back because I have a another commitment. But um, cool. All right. Well, then have a good evening. Yep. Uh, and for those of you listening to the podcast, we'll be back right after this. Cool. All right. Cool. I think I talked about the things I wanted to talk about. I'm going to go downstairs, make some coffee. But that's being will be joining us later. Yeah, I got a text to see what time she can get on. 
Uh, right. Facebook, uh, the time we return will be determined by uh, another person joining the podcast. So that maybe later we'll see. Uh, but she's had enough time, hopefully, to join us here. So let me reach out to her. All right. Yeah. I'll be back. And uh, we'll be back in a bit. Oh man, he's Facebook. I was gonna hang out for seven more minutes. Cool, we can hang out then. Uh, yeah. I don't have anywhere to go. I just this real fast. It's been a it's been a wild news week. Just the the stuff that that has been happening in general. Oh yeah, it's been totally nuts. I uh, my so my old job that I hated terribly i had so much free time that all i like all i did was just like follow the news and, and get angry about shit and now i don't have any time to do that during the day so like <laughs> the news i get is a lot more limited so i kind of go into the show a little bit more blind than i used to uh which normally would be fine but with the revolutionary out of the country it makes things tricky <laughs> yeah yeah good so uh i have i'm gonna have to so do some reading on the union break so did you uh, see that Rudy Giuliani tweeted essentially that he asked the former president for a pardon? He admitted yeah. it in a tweet. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. you see that? Uh, then he, then that, he deleted I it. I thought we all knew that. No, we didn't hear it from him because uh, he's always said, no, I didn't need it. I didn't ask for a pardon. I didn't think I needed one. But he basically, you know, it's that old, when did you quit beating your wife? It's like, oh, I stopped last <laughs> month. Right. Oh, wait, no. I mean, I've never yeah, been. Well, uh, yeah. She, he said the Hutchison woman wasn't in the room when he asked for a pardon. And he never <laughs> asked for a pardon. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then he deleted the tweet. But people have it, have a screenshot of it. It's yeah, hilarious. I, for, I forgot about the, the Hutchinson testimony, which was very, very powerful. Yeah. Um, I watched it, and I and... was listening to somebody, and they were saying that like the, the like everyone's getting it all wrong. What the talking points are. I'm gonna have to try to pull that up and figure out what that was that they were saying. I, I I'm not sure they're getting it wrong. What the what's happening is there's a lot of flack on the edges of her testimony. Yeah. Like the whole the whole. Uh, Secret Service. Oh, you never, you never. I never attacked me. You know, never assaulted yeah. me. And no, it's like, no, I, which turns out he, they, he did. Yeah, there were many accounts of people talking about it. I mean, no. So, so that 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 was the one. It was the idea was it, the the issue here. What what the media shouldn't should be focusing on isn't the fact that the president had a temper tantrum in the car. Right. It's the fact that the president had multitudes of layers of plans to overthrow the government. Right. And all of them were were being systematically executed, right? And it came down and, to whether or not the vice president would break the law. And it's not the fact that the president had a temper tantrum in the car; it's the fact that he wanted to go to the Capitol, and that's what caused the temper tantrum. Even after the president's attorney, the the White House counsel said, "If you go there, you are at risk at breaking the law." Yep. Right. You will be charged with essentially suspicious conspiracy as instigating this crowd as part of the crowd that's doing this you will be associated with it that right. is a risk and well, he wanted that, to go there anyway which right. means well, that, he that, wanted uh, that glory yeah well also the the quote that uh, well of, of course they're armed i don't care they're not gonna right. hurt me yeah not gonna hurt me 
And and you know he said it that way because he's a malignant narcissist. He doesn't right. give a shit about anybody else. No, in, in his mind, that was a totally valid statement that was right. perfectly acceptable because the only the only risk to security in his mind is to him. And if and if he knows they're not going to hurt him, there's no security. There's risk. no there's no need to yeah. to do risk. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's 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 wild, and you know they have more. Oh, and the fact, true. the other thing that gets me, you guys to talk about this, is Trump raised two hundred fifty million dollars for his legal defense. Yes, which he's not using. Nope. But they're using that money to pay for the legal defense of everybody in his administration that's being asked to testify. Really? Yes. So, so the Hutchison woman, whatever her first Cassidy, yeah, whatever her first name is. Candace? Had one of those lawyers, and was he was billing forty thousand, fifty thousand, ten thousand dollars for her time, and she got rid of him when she he didn't want her to testify live. Wow! And got a new lawyer, and now testified. And so there's this: I'm getting paid by the Trump org to keep you quiet. That's and insane. and that I oh, don't know how you one. stop that. But she's getting paid by the guy they're trying investigating to. Yeah. They're paying her lawyer, and that seems like a conflict of interest that shouldn't well, ha- I mean, be allowed there, to there's happen. There's also a lot of evidence of witness tampering. Yeah. Happening, like yeah, vague threats being well, made to everybody subpoenaed to, to testify. That's a form of witness tampering. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. If you've got a lawyer in your pocket, bill whatever you want, just keep her from testifying. That's his instructions from somebody else. You can actually summons him and say is this happening were you agreed to this because of this and and you know listen to what he says yeah this you're not asking about confidentiality for the agreement you're asking about some other agreement that's not about the people yep now i just found the new york times article on the on the uh uh, the the lawyers being paid for by the committee by the the campaign you have to watch the new york times i hate it when i have to say that but sometimes the articles are written favorably like this is okay that the committee is they're paying me the money but that's perfectly legal no i mean that's and it's like yeah it's perfectly legal but it's not ethical yeah you you have to be an intelligent i mean that's 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 why i like reading the news yeah because in print you have the time and the space to read it right analyze it understand that you may be getting a spin and, and read between the lines and figure right. out what they're actually saying as opposed I, to you know I, somebody talking to you in which case it's a lot harder to do that i have found new york times articles are 50 50 yeah. yeah a lot of times they're written in a very news worthy or you know point but a lot of times they're written with a spin and and i don't i don't like that yep so all right. No, it's it's hard to find a a, a consistently good news. Yeah. Source. Usually, uh, I, I read like two or three, but... two or three. Yeah. Opinions. Um. I guess the three go tos I go to are the Guardian because it's Europe. Right. Um. But it's also it is a liberal bent, and I understand that. Oh, the yeah. Post. Um. I subscribe to them, and the Times, which I don't subscribe Washington to, Post? certainly get. Yeah. And then I do LA Times as well. They're a conservative newspaper. So you I get like, kind of I a... like Reuters. Reuters is good. Reuters yeah. Reuters is like the AP. They just right. report. They don't right. give they you just they give you facts. Yeah. Um BBC's yeah. good. I like BBC a lot. Um again, they're 
mostly factual reporting. You're not going to get right. a lot of opinion on those. Right. Um, yeah, I do, the, BBC... I think the, tone, the tone I get from the BBC that, that is my favorite. It's one of the reasons why I love reading it is those crazy Americans are at it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like kind of why all I, of their articles have that tone. It's kind of why I like the Guardian, but the Guardian has a big presence in the U.S., so yeah. it's yeah. Uh, yeah. it's good. The but I understand it's coming from a from a more liberal perspective, right. and you have to watch for judgment. Yeah. Um, the BBC I haven't looked at a lot. I just I, I guess I just haven't found the information I'm looking for because usually I'm looking for a thing and it shows up in one of those feeds and it's like yeah. what is this? Yeah. And then I you read it that... and it's like oh. Yeah. Well, is anybody else reporting this, and what are they right. reporting? Right. Yeah. The biggest problem I have with AP and, and the BBC is normally you get maybe two paragraphs of just yeah. pure data, and there's not a lot of investigative journalism happening or or, just, or context at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just the reporting of the incident, and it doesn't necessarily yeah contextualize you know why it's significant, yeah. uh, which isn't great uh, unless you're really paying attention to what's going on. But it's still so, still good for for data. You are listening to One Man Revolution with your host, the revolutionary. And the comrade. And the thespian. And the artist. Hey, we've lost the Canadian and the revolutionary, but that's okay. They'll always be back around. Welcome to the second half of the show, where we get to the rest of the stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, I I was saying to the Canadian during the break, uh, I don't have as much free time during the week to read the news anymore, so this should be kind of a hodgepodge. Uh, <laughs> um, I think a good place to start is probably Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony, which has been kind of all over the news recently. Was the surprise witness? Y- yes, this the, like the quote unquote bombshell witness. Uh, mm-hmm. which uh, there's been a lot of a, a lot of talk about it, a lot of headlines, a lot of re- a lot of you know legal expertise. But uh, I think just a kind of a quick overview of, of basically what she discussed. Um, to be clear, she was not in the room for a lot of the things that she testified about uh, in front of Congress. She is a third party witness to a lot of these things. Uh, but the stories she was telling, both, absolutely made complete sense and filled in a lot of the gaps about what all of us were asking on the 6th of January, 2021. Um, It starts with uh, what the president knew about his audience when he then encouraged them to go march on the Capitol. Uh, They had metal detectors set up around the, uh, the, the park where he was doing a speech to the people. And uh, they had, a bunch of problems with people getting denied at the metal detector because a lot of them had weapons to which the the secret service wouldn't let them in right yeah the secret service was denying people access because of course they would uh but uh, according to uh miss hutchinson the president said something to the effect and and, and (laughs) hutchinson said this too much i understand why she said it but the president said something to the effect of way too much um but the quote from this particular article from npr reads I don't effing care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. Take the effing... Uh, he kept saying mags away. Take the mags away. Yeah, yeah because the, the, the regular word is too big. Well, yeah. So uh, ac- according to NPR, the correction was the, 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 mag- the, the metal detectors, not the magazines from the weapons. Yeah. 
Yeah, so my interpretation, being a gun guy, was, oh, he mm-hmm. wants to take the, the mags away from the yeah. guns, but keep the people yeah. up. People well, keep I think the, the word is magnetometers. Uh, yeah, you're exactly correct. Take, take the magnetometers away and let my people in. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Today I learned. Exactly. So uh, uh, definitely a different kind of a, a tone. When you consider what the president went, went on to say that day to a, an armed crowd, a knowingly armed crowd, we're going to fight like hell. We're going to march on down there. We're going to fix this thing. We're going to take our country back, right? That was his message to an armed crowd. To a crowd that he knew was armed. Correct. Correct. He actively encouraged the Secret Service to allow an armed crowd to gather. And see, the, fun- the funny thing is, is the reason that he said that wasn't like part of it was like he didn't care that they were armed because like they're not here to hurt me yes they're here to hurt somebody else but they're not here to hurt me his but yeah, also the... his pre-established obsession with crowd size because the the maximum number of people weren't in the space mm-hmm. and that there were people who wanted to come in but wouldn't go in because they didn't want to give up their weapons right so he's like let them in. I don't care if they have weapons. They need to be here so that there can be footage of me with a massive crowd because right. that is how I roll. I right. can't be speaking to a lot of open field with a smattering of losers here and there. Right. They need to be all here chanting yep. my name, you know, and saying Heil Fuhrer or whatever. I can't. It, it, yeah. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. That the president was absolutely obsessed with packing in as many people as possible. And again, number one, he knew they were armed, and number two, the quote, "They're not here to hurt me," is huge. Um, from there, uh, the the big so so if you were watching the news on the sixth of January, everybody saw the president give this speech. Everyone saw the crowd then march on the Capitol building. Uh. From the mo- immediately following that, the president's speech to that crowd, he vanished, like he was gone. We know a lot of his cro- a lot of his uh, crowd was in a couple of tents somewhere, watching live TV feeds of all the things happening, uh, drinking and celebrating and partying like it was a good it was going to be a great day. Uh, we have video of that from people in the room with the with the president's family. What we don't know, however, was where the president was. I know the president was in that tent at one point, and then at some point he entered a vehicle. Uh, he entered. He entered the beast, which is the presidential limo, and requested. And again, this is a third party reporting here, but he requested that his Secret Service driver take him to the Capitol building with the people. I need to be there. They're my people. They need to see me. Yeah. To which- well, like he had tried to get that uh, scheduled for like for quite a while prior to the event right and like it's called an off the record movement but like he it's something that has to be cleared from the secret service first but it's not part of the official uh for the day publicly released white house schedule yep but like you need clearance to do that first and they weren't willing to grant him the clearance because it was dangerous because there was armed rioters at the Capitol. Right. Yeah. So basically the president that. tells the secret service driver, you know, bring me to the Capitol building. I need to be there with my people uh, to which his driver says, no, sir, that is an unsecure location. We're going back to the clearance, Obama. clearance. 
<laughs> Roger, Roger. Uh, also, hey, Max, welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, so so the so the president tells the Secret Service driver to take me there. Driver says, nope, I'm not doing that. It's not safe. We're going back to the White House. At some point, apparently, the president then uh, reached for the steering wheel uh, from the back seat, apparently trying to drive the car from the back seat. I'm not sure. And then it was, and then it was implied that he may have tried to choke the Secret Service driver. That bit's a little. But his hands were so tiny that there was really no threat. Right. There's it's it's a little hazy. Nobody says specifically like it was implied through body language that because oh, like yeah. they did the the choking thing like the the universal mm-hmm. choking body language. So uh, that's that's <clears throat> kind of where the testimony uh, that that's where a lot of the news media stops talking about the testimony, um, which which is important. Like all of these things are very important. Uh, part of it, she also she also mentioned the president's opinion towards Mike Pence, the vice president, and uh, uh, the vice president's uh, rather uh, president former President Trump's attitude towards his vice president, which is, sir, the crowd wants to kill your vice president. Well, I think Mike deserves it. You know, to kind of kind of in that vein. Um, yeah, this is this was after him being informed that people were chanting "Hang Mike Pence," right? Hang Mike Pence. Actually, I think. I don't know if they were chanting that before or after he sent out a tweet specifically calling out Mike Pence for not having the courage after to to do what needed to be done. Every bit of this was coordinated. Uh, the president's speech, the armed crowd, the tweets, all of it was was a specifically campaigned and designed movement to get the people to assault the Capitol building and overturn the election results. Now, the one thing that I haven't seen, which I believe could be established, is a direct connection between the White House itself and the planning from the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys. The connecting tissue here is Oliver, uh, not Oliver Stone, um, Roger Stone, who well, had proud the Proud Boys as his personal security for the event. So like he was part of Trump's inner circle and he was also involved with these guys. I don't think he that's could have been the go-between. Because, because we're never going to get, remember this is Teflon Dog, right? The man has a reputation for being untouchable in court. So what the attorney general is going to do is they're going to pick the most bombshell, sorry, the most gimme case they can. They're going to take mm-hmm. the easiest one to, to show, to demonstrate, to prove the easiest thing they can. They're not going to, they're not going to yeah. go for anything big. They're not going to go for anything exciting. They're going to take the simple, like we got Al Capone on tax evasion, on tax evasion. right? Yeah. Like we, the guy murdered dozens of people. We got him on tax evasion. We're going to go after the former president for uh, disturbing the peace or something like that, right? Like uh, uh, legal experts are discussing the fact that the president knowingly encouraged an armed mob to march on the Capitol as probably the easiest point of actual criminal evidence, right? Mm-hmm. That That is the hinge point here. Uh, and her testimony stuff- went a long way to uh, illustrating criminal intent. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and the other important thing about her testimony uh, is that um, other people were named, specific people were named and they can be subpoenaed. Um, they've all they've they've all say, stated. Ra- no, I'm sorry. 
uh, it was reported that that anonymously the Secret Service would deny affiliation or the event ever occurring, and then that got rolled back real quick. So, you know, there's all sorts of fun things happening on the social media space, but with news outlets. But we have named witnesses in the room interacting with the president who are now on record as having been in the room with the president reporting the incidents of the day. Huge. Uh, the other one, of course, knowingly sending an armed mob <laughs> at the Capitol building. That, I, I don't see how you get around that one. I don't see how you get around it. And the piece de resistance, which is what I think actually if they don't establish anything else, if they don't prosecute anything else, they can get them for this witness tampering. Because that was the last hand grenade that Liz Cheney rolled out at the very end of the he hearing, where she didn't name names, but they know who they are. The people who have been sending out messages to witnesses before they testify. Well I, we'll we'll get to that, but there's actually something more insidious happening right now. Mm -hmm. um, during during the last couple during the president's uh, during the during President Trump's presidency, he mm -hmm. was actively quote unquote campaigning so he could fundraise. He has a quarter billion dollars raised oh, yeah. donations. That money right now is being used to pay for the lawyers for people who are in his council who are being subpoenaed to the to the court right now to to, to the con Congress right now. He's paying the legal bill for these people who are, who are being subpoenaed. So that funny thing, <laughs> like funny thing is like, not all of that is going to legal fees. Mo like they're being very stingy about how much they're actually paying out. The right. one of the reasons that, uh, that uh, Cassidy testified was because she changed legal team. She changed legal representation. Yep. Yep. She was on the with the Trump legal defense, yep. but she realized that she was going to be personally on the hook for paying uh, the legal fees incurred because the the Trump team, e even though they raised a quarter billion friggin dollars, they were going to leave a 24 year old recent college grad with government experience to pay for all of her own yeah but but it's why they were going to leave her on the hook for the bill because they were encouraging her to not testify yes we're saying you know you did your depositions and we're going to coach you through the depositions and that's fine but you do not live testify you will not go on television you mm -hmm. will not talk to people and she said no i have to do it it's that important and they said well if you do we won't represent you and she goes that's fine mm -hmm. <laughs> you're fired <laughs> And, and from there, it's really been uh, the floodgates, honestly. Like, this is, this is a, a really big deal. And, and, and don't forget, uh, they've got an entire film crew's records <laughs> subpoenaed. They had, yeah. There was a documentary team with the president's family throughout this entire incident, actively filming everything in the room. We haven't seen really any of that yet. Yeah, not only that, this this legal defense stuff, that's wire fraud because the reason that people donated to that was because they thought that it was going to be legal challenges to the election. I mean, uh, there's a whole there's a lot of a lot of shadiness with yeah. this allocation of uh, 
campaign finance anyways, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure what he's done is legal because he has really good lawyers, but it's it's on the shady side of of legal at best. Uh, but uh, the does other, he have the other really good bit, lawyers though? I think what he has is just enough lawyers that he can throw enough money at to just sort of like that's that's been his modus operandi for as long as he's been like in business was like he would threaten lawsuits and he would sick lawyers on people. And it was just like running out the money clock from right. the other side, exactly. like outspending them because he had the money. Well, let's discuss the quality of the president's legal team. Okay. Uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani tweeted out, quote, <laughs> The January 6th witch hunt cabal has now exceeded uh, even its prior fraudulent. The last witness was a reckless liar. Contrary to her false testimony, she was never present when I asked for a pardon. (laughs) I didn't ask for a pardon. It's like, she doesn't know I asked for a pardon. She wasn't even there when I asked. He he went on to complete the tweet to say, actually, I told the president I did not want or need one. But (laughs) Rudy... Rudy, my guy, stop <laughs> talking. Oh, speaking of Rudy Giuliani, did you all see he was he was horribly assaulted this week? Oh, oh, that's right. That somebody oh. tried to like straight up pat him on the back gently. He was he was uh, campaigning for his son to run for governor of New York, I believe, or, or mayor of New York, I forget which. And he was in a he was in a uh, a grocery store that he has never set foot in before, and never will again because he doesn't go to grocery stores. He has people for that. And uh, while he was there talking to people, talking in a small circle with whatever, somebody walks up behind him, gives him a classic New York backpack and says, how you doing scumbag or something like that and walks away. <laughs> and Giuliani's quote in the situation was, I feel like I've been shot. I didn't know what happened. Uh, people were hugging and kissing me and we were all having a good time. And then I just, I just, I don't know what happened. It's just something came up behind me and I thought I was going to die. And there's the problem is there's video of it. <laughs> it is not even a kick me sign, right? Because that's what I would. That's a wasted dude, opportunity. You got to put the kick me up. sign. Like there, there, like it wasn't even from the hips. It was just a shoulder pat, and he kept going. Like yes, technically it is assault, but also come on, what? I know you're old. But Jesus, man, have some balls. He's just—he's frail. Like somebody gives him the, you know, and you can throw out his shoulder. Like you can shatter his his collarbone if you do that with enough. I just force. want to see if I can find the, his quote because his quote's incredible on it. Yeah. Um, there you go. I got hit as if a boulder hit me. It knocked <laughs> me forward a step or two. It didn't knock me down, but it hurt tremendously. It's a. He got pat on the back, and then the lady next to him reaches out real fast, like, oh, are you okay? And then he just, like, stops and looks around, like, what just happened? Like, he's lying in his statement about what happened openly, and it's on video. Back. Oh, my neck. Oh, my back and my neck. I want $150,000. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got Morgan and Morgan on speed dial. Nah, but Morgan and Morgan is for the <laughs> This article from ABC7 New York goes on to read, Giuliani, 78, was not seriously injured and refused the medical treatment. Hang on. You know, because I, I, I know that I would certainly refuse medical treatment had I been hit by a boulder. 
What do you look confused at about? I hate the internet so much. Uh, that ABC7 New York website was just playing audio. Oh, oh well, we can't hear it. Play. Okay, that's good. But I, I heard music and I was like, where's that coming from? Autoplay videos on a website. It's the, it's the pop-ups of the 2020s. Dynafire. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Where'd you, it's, where'd it's, you look that up? MySpace? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, all the basic HTML code you could ever bother to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's it's been yeah. Giuliani's a joke, and 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 beyond that, uh, there's there's an interesting discussion I heard uh, earlier this week on on kind of the fallout from what's happening with uh, with with President Trump and the testimony and everything happening here. I believe it was actually on the uh, John Stewart's new show, The Problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do they do a podcast kind of breakout after the show or, or or in the writing of the show where they discuss a specific a specific issue, and they were discussing that at this point, um, President Trump is no longer politically usable usable as a Republican candidate. That the party doesn't need him anymore. Right? He did what he did. He's done enough to give them the the leverage they needed and the culture war influence that they needed to do what they wanted to do in the Supreme Court. And they've got a new guy. That new guy is our current governor. The party doesn't need President Donald Trump anymore. They now want Ron DeSantis. So 2024 is going to be a hell of a ride. Uh, I will also say I want to back it. Uh, I want to back it up with uh, with a direct quote or facts. But in May, Trump's campaign contributions dropped significantly. Yeah. And this was prior to any of the hearings, which started in June. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I wonder if there's a timeline mashup between like the drop in donations and like when we started freezing the assets of Russian oligarchs. <laughs> you said if that mashes up or if like or if, uh, or if just like he built all of the Trump supporters out of all of their money and they couldn't, they didn't have any more to give him, you know? Interesting. I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a, a brilliant question because uh, I'd have to look at when sanctions, I, when did the U.S. impose sanctions on Russia? That's a good question. I'm looking that up now. Yeah. So we'll have to do some reading there. Uh, it, it may be uh, correlation, not causation, but uh, as we all know, the president was a big fan of Russia, uh, really loved their hotel rooms and especially the shower facilities. Um, yeah. yeah. But we'll see. Now, uh, uh, Max, Max did make a comment uh, that uh, uh, Ms. Hutchinson's testimony was hearsay. Uh, yeah, like I said, you know, third third party. You know, she she was reporting what she um, wrote for other people, but yeah. Some okay. So some of the things she was in the room for. Right. She wasn't in the car, but she was in the room when they were discussing. You know, uh, you know, just take away the mags and and all of yeah. that. Yeah. She was in the room for that. That so and her, not not entirely yeah. hearsay. She right. is her position was she was the assistant to Mark Meadows. So. Yeah. A lot of the communication that he got, uh, a lot of the uh, conversations that were had were either relayed to her from him or 
uh, like she was the mediary to, to or clarify. she was within proximity of the conversation because she yeah, was like on. 25 feet away. Hang on one second. To clarify, Mark Meadows was the acting chief of staff yes. for President Trump at the time of, of the uh, insurrection. Uh, yes. Which is the guy that runs the show. <laughs> Basically, any operational things happening at the White House or involving the White House goes to the chief of staff, which means if you're the assistant to the chief of staff, you're going to hear a lot of shit. And by the way, this is one of those things that is so fascinating about about our discussion on politics in America is is uh, Miss Hutchinson is part of the bureaucracy of, of the democracy. And that is probably one of the most powerful positions to be in in this country, because you're not you're not elected, you're appointed. And usually you don't get replaced unless you're like in a kind of a more high powered leverage thing. So yeah, she, she was the assistant to the active uh, uh, chief of staff, but I, 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 she's probably tertiarily involved in politics for a long period of time. Yeah, she's very young, but she was established. She's not just some fresh face out, out of nowhere. This is a person that knows DC. She's been a she's been a staffer for other um, Republican lawmakers. Exactly. Uh, I don't remember offhand who, but like she is a Republican, but she's a Republican of like the, at least in this instance, she's a Republican of the Liz Cheney stripe, wherein she has a shred of honor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's the there's the the Republicans that it's the, it's the middle ground Republicans that feel that. Uh, the old non-existent values of the Republican Party of fiscal conservatism and socially libertarian concepts uh, at, at some point, I guess, they believe existed. Uh, to my knowledge, it's never existed, but that's uh, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson is of the age. She's 26. She's of the age where she would have grown up hearing about a Republican Party that never existed like, like we did. Um, mm -hmm. Which makes sense, right? It, it's this idea that uh, the Democrats have bad policies, so I can't be a Democrat. But the Republicans uh, were fine until recently, in which they, in, in which case, they became openly racist and not just closetedly racist. So <laughs> yeah, when you start saying the the quiet part out loud, you lose you like plausible deniability. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the real question is going to become: How does the former president? handle the transition from the leader the figurehead to the cheerleader for the new figurehead of uh, DeSantis he won't he, he won't yeah no that's exactly my point is we know he can't do that right he doesn't have the personality for that so I'm really curious to see how that plays out in terms of like voter turnout and voter support for the new face of the Republican Party yeah like interesting he is not he is not built or has the temperament to play a supporting role in anything right he will happily burn everything down if it's not focused on him exactly i, I mean it, I, I, so so i guess what I'm, what I'm more asking is not necessarily is he the kind of person to do that but do we think the republican party handlers are capable of getting him to toe the line Right. right exactly but like I, I, he has to so being deplatformed has has massively changed his public vision like, how the public sees him right because he's, his rantings and his ravings and his lunacy are kept behind a door for the most part 
that he has truth social but that's kind of falling apart um and he doesn't i don't i don't believe that's nearly as active as he as he was on twitter so i'm curious to see what happens if the if if, if there are strong enough puppet masters to find a way to get him to not necessarily capitulate to DeSantis, but don't hurt him, right? Don't hurt the guy. Cause you, you're not going to get, you're not going to get a chance to campaign. If you campaign, you're going to lose. Right. But then we kind of run into a fun situation because, because, the, because Donald Trump, the man ran as an independent a number of times in the past. So I'm wondering if we end up with like a weird, like the Republican split vote and the Democrat runs away with it. That would be, that'd be fascinating. I I would, I would really, really hope that um, not only, I hope that, that not only is there a presidential split, but that, um, that the down ticket is affected as well. We really need that. I mean, we'll see. Uh, Like more than any, more than anything, like, specifically now and like i know everybody uses the cliche now more than ever we really need a good ground game for our down ticket people yeah so like it's the only the way we're going to regain any of the things that we've lost and right. try to make progress toward the things that we've been trying to do for decades yep and the, and the revolutionary made this point in the first half uh uh this all of the Supreme, all the Supreme Court stuff happening right now was supposed to happen in the president's second term, and because it's it's happening not under President Trump but under President Biden, the left is starting to freak out. Oh yeah, and I think a lot of the a lot of the the on the fence people, the single issue voters, the the moderates, if you will, are looking at things and they're going, "Oh, this is not a good trend. I don't think I can yeah. get behind a party that puts these people on the bench." Yeah, and and according to uh, Politico, um, the, all of these Supreme Court actions are really hurting the 2022 midterms for uh, a lot of Republicans. Uh, so, it it's I was six weeks ago. I was very worried about these 2022 elections. Mm-hmm. Very worried. Right now. I'm feeling okay about it. I'm feeling like we're going to be all right. Uh, we still can't get rid of our Supreme Court, short of impeachment. Uh, but if we can get rid of of Joe Manchin and, and Kirsten Cinema, and replace them with actual Democrats, well, uh, we may have a chance of getting Clarence Thomas off the bench. All we really need, we don't need to replace Manchin or Cinema. As much as I might like to, what we need to do is keep the seats that we have and pick up two more. If we pick up two more, we can we can overrule cinema and Mansion's objection to get, getting rid of the filibuster. I, I want one more than those two assholes. I want one more person than that because otherwise, because it, it's still 50-50. We need more than 50-50 because it's so difficult to get things in the Senate to actually come to a vote in the first place that we need to make sure that there is mathematically because like tell me the Senate is okay. Here's a strike. The Senate's fucking useless at this point. We all know that all they do is vote along party lines on any issue at hand and that's it. And if one person, and as, and as long as there's, as long as there's not a filibuster proof majority, nothing is getting done. 
Yes, that's that's where I was going with that. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> as 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 long as we have the filibuster in place, the Senate will not function because all it takes is one dickhead to be like, "I filibuster this," and then it's done. It's a dead bill. Uh, and like, what what frustrates me the most is that the biggest problem that the Democrats have is that they don't have enough votes to deliver on any of their promises. If they delivered on any of their promises, they would never lose office again. I disagree completely because the states are, re- are redesigning all of their districts as we speak with the blessing of the Supreme Court to make sure that no, rep- no Democrat will ever hold office in the state again. Well, unless we had the federal voting protections that we could have had. If they can't do it now, it's not going to happen. It's just not because we don't, the Democrats don't have a filibuster proof majority in the Senate. True. But we have enough to do to to play the right kind of games to, to make functional legislation, get through the Senate right now. And they're not doing it. And with the way, uh, with the new uh, redistricting rules uh, provided laid down by the Supreme Court, every state is going to redraw their districts, and we will have minority rule by 2026 across the board. It, it's it's a nightmare. Um, I'm the 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 Canadian has always yelled about the election, the electoral college not being not being fair, not working, et cetera, et cetera. And he was right. Uh, I, I wish he was here for this because, like, it's something that I wanted to tell him directly. Uh, uh, it, it was brought to my attention in a way that made more sense, which is this. The Electoral College, the representative election, was specifically designed to appease all of the capitulating white slave owners from the South after the Civil War. It was specifically designed to make sure that white people in low de- population density areas got better representation than people in high population, de- uh, high, high population density areas like cities. And that's what we see today. In California, there is one electoral vote per like 700,000 people. In Nebraska, it's like 160,000 people to a vote. So your voice in Nebraska is six times stronger than it is in California. And that's why we keep getting these minority victory uh, elections uh, yeah. from the president for the, the Republican Party. It's a nightmare. You know, that and like one of my questions is how do we rest power? Like, why do we have such a stranglehold? Why do the Republicans have such a stranglehold on our state legislature, on Florida's state legislature? We have been a purple state. Why is it run by reds? Well, can I, the Canadian can actually articulate this better than I can because he's, mm-hmm. he's mentioned it a couple of times. Basically, if you look at the way counties are, are drawn up, mm-hmm. um, there, are way, there, there are only a few counties with many, many, many people that make them blue mm-hmm. counties. And there, yeah. are a doz- there are dozens of red counties Yeah, very few people in them. Yeah. But the way in which we divide the electoral power in this state, it favors county count, not people count. So the more okay. red counties you have, the more red influence you have. Never mind the fact that more than half the state is blue. 
Yeah. They're in four counties. Yeah. Orange so, County, Miami-Dade County, Tampa, and I think Tallahassee, maybe Jacksonville. So That's what we would have to what we'd have to do is say, for example, if we were if we were responsible for redistricting Florida, yeah. we would have to make a district of like several more. Like we'd have to make a larger district of like multiple red counties yes. to equal the population of a blue county that might be smaller dense, density wise. Not, not necessarily. I, I'm I will freely admit that the the calculus that goes into making voting districts is well above my pay pay grade. Mm -hmm. I I don't get it. It's complicated as hell. But um yeah your initial your initial concept i think is on the right track we need to make a lot of these very small low population counties blended together into bigger counties and probably divide orange county and miami-dade and a couple of others and make them more nuanced areas of voting because yeah our orange county is not the way orange county votes is not representative of its population i can tell you that right now yeah <laughs> um but because it has a major university a major downtown uh and, and a major uh, uh tip, tipping wage workforce uh there's a mm -hmm. lot of blue in orange county um, yeah and, and part of its size i think was just because uh they wanted to get the disney tax money in as much as they could so they extended orange county to surround a lot of Kissimmee, and that made it kind of gigantic uh and then and then miami date is its own nightmare i don't know enough about it to speak mm -hmm knowledgeably but it's also huge and full of way too many people um mm. so yeah no we what we need is a is a is better uh, uh per capita representation of the people in this state and we don't have that and that's why the the minority representation party the republicans keep winning and and, and if if uh governor DeSantis has his way it'll never change we'll never have a democrat in office again yeah so like one of the which is why I'm thinking, like, we might not have the power to do it right now, but 2022 midterms, if we get enough seats on the federal level, we can at least have some sort of federal level regulation of how states are redistricted. Can we do no, that? No way. No? no way in hell. No. If that happens, the Supreme Court will knock it down as unconstitutional in a heartbeat. Well, first we have to impeach a couple people. <laughs> yeah. But, so, so you're what? What? So okay. So here, here's, here's kind of how this works, right? The Republicans okay. have been working the working for this for decades, mm -hmm. and they've been voting and voting and voting and voting and voting. I bring up this statistic all the time because it is the most telling statistic of American voting. Uh, evangelical Christians make up about fifteen percent of the state of the country's population. Fifteen, mm -hmm. one five. When you tally up the uh, demographic of voting peoples in this country, on average, 65% of votes cast are evangelical Christians. That's insane. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that makes me optimistic. Okay. All of those evangelical voters have finally gotten what they wanted. So they may be inclined to sit this one out oh, no. because they don't care anymore. No, because no, they no. got abortion. Abortions. No, that's that's what I was saying though. This is a concentrated effort over decades. 
this has been in the works since Reagan. Well, yes. And they've been milking that energy for decades. But now, finally, their goal has been achieved. Right. But think about it. They don't have to vote. Voting, uh, abortion is now illegal. but, But think about it. The way in which they got there was by electing Donald J. Trump. Mm-hmm. Now what they're going to do is they're going to look for that energy in the next person they elect, and they are the most motivated voting voting populace out there because they are consistently turning out in a way no one else does. Millennials don't really vote. Uh, uh, people of color generally don't vote very well. Uh, uh, j- just in general, turnout for most demographics is very low, except for evangelical Christians. Their turnout is insane, and their voting consistency is always there, and it's always, you know, like overturning Roe v. Wade. It's always about establishing anti-queer laws. It's always about establishing the culture war that the Republicans are finally leaning into insanely hard because they finally found a way to mobilize this group of people, and that was through the insanity of Trump. Now they're excited because they found the lynchman. They found the way to make it work. So they have a they have a motivated voting base, and now they have the methodology to put that to, to effect. They're going to be more motivated than ever. But I think to counter to counter that, we the they've rest of pissed us, off a lot of people. people. Yeah, exactly, the rest You're of us, the super people, those that haven't been voting, are looking at this and going, "Holy shit, this country is falling apart in front of us." We're I'm, the death of America, and even though like. Millennials have not shown up a lot for voting. I'm counting on Gen Z because Gen Z are scary. <laughs> from, from what I understand, someone had a hysterectomy and mailed it to the Supreme Court. <laughs> all I know is all I know is that teenagers scare the living shit out of me. Like, <laughs> as soon as Roe v. Wade got overturned, people started doxing the Supreme Court. They put their name, yeah. their address, their friggin' yeah. credit card numbers. Somebody bought an enormous Lego set using the using oh, a really? Supreme Court justice's credit card information. No like, Bravo, sir. Wow. Bravo. That now is ballsy. And, and of course, they're getting all sorts of really fun magazine subscriptions for like. Yeah, uh, a hard muscle weekly or whatever, right? Like just the the most incredible <laughs> gay magazines out there, getting mailed directly to their personal homes. I love it. It's uh, <laughs> is not a good thing unless you're actively harming millions of people, like all women in this country. In which case, yeah, get doxed. Uh, it's wild. The, the The amount of coordination that occurs on social media amongst the gen z and gen alpha is beautiful it's like, the sometimes but via tiktok it's ironic but sometimes the internet restores my faith in humanity um remember uh anon like 4chan anon is the okay when scientology is falling apart they they hacked a bunch of documents and just and shared them on the internet in a way that the, the Church of Scientology couldn't counteract because uh, Scientology's entire uh, anti espionage approach was massive harassment of an individual. Right? If you were one, if you were a reporter, a former member, a documentarian, whatever the case may be, you are one person and therefore you are mortal, and we will and we will scare the shit out of you until you refuse to go forward with whatever reporting you're trying to do. 
And then 4chan said, hey, you don't know who the hell any of us are. There's thousands of you. Good luck. And it didn't work. Yeah. The 4chan couldn't get, or, or, or uh, Scientology couldn't control the, 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 the breakout of information via 4chan. And mm-hmm. that was the major linchpin and the change in, in operations of the church and what's, what's led to their, their uh, now inevitable downfall. But yeah, yeah like it, the internet is incredible at certain times. Sometimes it's terrifying, incredible. but sometimes it's awesome. I remember, God, I, I guess it was 2016. It was 2015 or 2016 um, when those ass clowns took over that uh, federal building or something like national, the, Bun- the Bundy people, the clad Bundy people. Talking about Oregon. Yeah, that was Oregon. Yeah. Oregon. Like they took over some, you know, federal property. Yeah, they had they had like a, a sovereign just, citizen standoff with the FBI. Yeah, yeah, some crazy wackadoo shit like that. But like because they didn't plan it properly, they started putting out uh, a request for supplies. Like they need they need food, they need snacks. They didn't bring enough Capri Suns or some Oops. shit. Yeah, they and had so, like a pizza delivered. Did they really? No. I think so. Okay, so my favorite thing is people started flooding them with dildos and lube. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Like, there's this video of some guy raging about it. Like, he's there in the building with these boxes of dildos. He's like, what the hell are we supposed to do with these? Figure it out, genius. Hi, buddy. Lube in a hole. You know the you know the how this goes. Now, I mean, honestly, like the the real answer is if they were smart, they had the uh, those those can launching uh, attachments for their rifles, and they would have launched the dildos at the FBI agents from the can launchers and their guns. That would have been the actual correct answer. The oh, uh, the like a mortar, like a mortar launch. Yeah, it's, it's like just, a grenade. It's launcher. raining. Yeah, like, it's raining dildos. That would be amazing. Somebody build a trebuchet. Yeah, right. 90 meters. Uh, no, sorry. 90 kilograms, 300 meters. There we go. All the dildos. It's metric, though, so they're not going to know. Uh, it's raining. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the future liberals want. Uh, <laughs> a dildo trebuchet. Trademarked. Oh One Man Revolution podcast. <laughs> yeah but but it's it's really interesting to see you know movements like that just get totally squashed so quickly and and it i think i think it demonstrates that the real vehicle for actual social change in in the 21st century is through the internet not a hobble in a mountain with a bunch of rifles if you yeah if you want to change things if you want to fix things you got to do it through the internet and yeah. that is where QAnon is so scary, because QAnon is entirely online. They are 4chan, unfortunately. You get good stuff from 4chan, you get really bad stuff from 4chan. There's an and, upside uh, and there's a downside to every Schwartz. So, right, right, yeah. We've we found the we found the limp side of, of the Schwartz here, uh, <laughs> the flaccid side of the fourth the, the Schwartz. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's. It's bad because the biggest problem with the internet is anything can become gospel truth or good or right with enough mm-hmm. consenting voices, right? Mm-hmm. All you have to do is have a lot of people give five-star reviews and say, this thing was great. And it turns out it's like 
dietary injections of liquid mercury. Like, no, that's not good. You don't do that. But it had five stars on Amazon, right? Like, <laughs> that's that's the energy we're, we're having to combat now. And that is yeah. where the Republicans are succeeding massively. They're so yeah. good at communicating their ideas quickly and effectively in a simple manner. See, this is this is when I do the call to arms ah. for the TikTok generation because ah. they have messaging down. They have communication and organization down. We yep. need their energy. We need their strength. We need their ability to communicate the things that we need to do and how we need to do it. Yeah. So no. So yeah. That's that's an easy answer. What we need is for all of the boomers to get out of the Democratic Party. Just just leave. Just get out. You're done. Your time is up. <clears throat> we need more. We need more young people. I say I say young. I mean like under fifty in the Democratic Party representing the new progressive movement. Like I was gonna say, because like, we don't, we don't, we want some boomers to vote for people. Like we don't want them to vote Republican because we've kicked them out of the party. <laughs> like it's too late, all of the boomers already vote Republican. Except for the, except for the boom, like, I know that that's what's so interesting though, right? Like the proper, the proper hippies. Yeah, like it's so Democrat, sad. Right? It's so hard. These are the like free love and the Beatles and like some of protest. Them. Hell no, we won't go. Like the anti-war crowd. And where there the hell are they? There was a lot of them that weren't that though. There was a lot of them that looked at the hippies and said, "Get take a take a bath. You're dirty. Get a haircut, you stupid communist." Can yeah, no, the, the 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 boomer generation was really fascinating, but but I think the biggest thing to look at to, to take away from the their their problems is well i've got mine it's up to you to get yours right yeah that is, that is the the real takeaway from the boomer generation effect on this country not to say not to say they all are certainly not mm -hmm. but but between them and reagan it's just i got mine good luck i know one of the single largest like one of the quickest and easiest ways to solve a lot of the problems that we have in our country yeah our problem is with the media it, it's the media has such a profound influence on how people think and how people perceive the world around them yeah it shapes their worldview and some of that is well even the left-leaning uh, news sources are still owned by enormous corporations and those corporations yeah. control the narrative. Yeah. I mean, look at Washington Post. It's owned so, by Jeff Bezos. Like that's, that's how, oh yeah. And, you know, the Wall Street Journal used to be a respected um, news source and then it was bought by the Fox News guy. You well, know? So, oh, Rupert Murdoch bought the Wall Street Journal? Yes. Wow. Yeah. You didn't know that? He's on that for a long time. I don't. I don't it's now a worthless rag. You can why I haven't wipe your it. ass with it, and it will dirty your ass. <laughs> You'll come away worse. Uh, <laughs> now it's it's so interesting. So during the break, the Canadian and I were discussing like where to get our news. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, the challenge with a lot of news, and and specifically. Uh, video news whether that's no sorry no presented news 
audio, mm -hmm. video, YouTube on demand or on cable is you're going to be taken in by the emotion of the, of the person delivering it. Mm -hmm. If I say to you, the president is trying to build a wall and we all know how that's going to go. Or if I say to you, yo, the president's trying to build a wall. We all know how that's going to go, right? Like same words, but the delivery changes everything about what you take away from the message. Yes. Uh, and, and that's why I think print media is so important. Reading your news. You're still going to get spin. You're still going to get em emotional tone. You're still going to get uh, uh, opinions. But you have the time to stop, break it down, read between the lines, analyze on your own, and ask a question or two while you're reading the story and say, wait, that sounds strange to me. Can I find that statement verified somewhere else? And, and when you're reading your news, you can take the time to verify. And that is what we all need to be doing. The real, like, where things went off the rails, uh, and, and it's a point of, you know, argument as to exactly when, but right. I want to say the early to mid '90s, when there be there became a rise, uh, the rise of infotainment, like yeah. with hard copy and inside edition, it was basically entertainment news, but it was crossfire. It was crossfire. Yeah, you know, basically it was it was news that you know sensa it sensationalized the news because the you the news used to be bland and boring and nobody watched it because it was a bunch no, of no. people talking like this but with absolutely no emotion whatsoever the president the spoke about building a wall today and that was it no i know but but that's the point like we've been saying it for a long time make politics boring again God, make it was boring again it shouldn't be exciting it should be informative yeah it if shouldn't it shouldn't be entertaining yeah it, it should be informative if you want to be entertained turn on the wb if you want to learn something, turn on your news channel, right? Yeah. But the, the problem is what a lot of, thanks to capitalism, what we've learned is if you can control a narrative, you can make a lot of money and out through advertising sales by pitching the news a certain kind of way. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, kind of, kind of to your point, artist, uh, uh, if you're going to include the word news anywhere in your presentation description, there must be strict regulatory guidelines around what you call news, right? Fox, Fox News has already lost many lawsuits claiming that what they reported was not true. And what, it, it, maybe not lost, but, but in many court filings, the Fox News media organization has come out and said, we are an entertainment organization. We are yeah. not news. My... They have like their legal defense was no reasonable person would take Tucker Carlson seriously. Right, right, <laughs> right. And yet he is the most watched cable news show on the planet. And people take what he says as if it is literal truth. Right. It's it's nuts. I, I mean, the the only way the only way to fix this, I think, is to just remove Tucker Carlson from all media. Uh, we can just drop him in a hole somewhere. I'd be okay with that. I, I am then, I am personally in favor of yeeting him into the sun. That would be that would be preferable. Yes, yes. Uh, far less contaminant. It would not contaminate the earth <laughs> with his continued existence. Uh, yeah, however, the fusion reaction maintaining yeah. your planet's ecosystem. 
Yes. And thus completing the circle of life. He, he can do something positive for once in his life. <laughs> for one brief shining moment, right. he can become an ember. Uh, and he can, he can return as a photon back to the earth and then Perfect. just get bounced off into the rest of the universe. Perfect. Yes. No, but it's, it's, it's scary that somebody is as transparently racist and, and bigoted as he is can be the most watched person on this on, in the in the country and then probably on the planet but also it tracks that the most watched person is the is also openly bigoted and racist mm-hmm. uh, he's a big proponent of replacement theory uh, a lot of his talking points come from white supremacist forums and talking points uh, sorry uh, talking points come from their from these forums that have a lot of similar kind of uh, arguments to be made about things like replacement theory, things like white supremacy being better for the nation, all of these ideas. And he gives them a massive megaphone that has no business in the 21st century. Another thing that kind of skews the perception when we're talking about like Tucker Carlson or Fox News is, you know, their ratings versus the ratings of every other news channel. Right. It goes to like there's one way to look at it, like, oh, you know, they're the most watched, therefore they are the most, you know, popular and they are the most uh, you know, well regarded. No. I mean, it means that the rest of America gets their news from a variety of sources. They might watch MSNBC, but they also might watch CNN or listen to NPR. Or they get their news on the on the internet from other you know various sources. Whereas all of the you know drooling racists, they only have one or two places to go for their news. Right, right, right. No, th- I mean that's that's a really good point. Like, there's not many places for them to go, so they go to the one place where they know they're going to get what they want. Um, yeah, the, the other which one is to g- get told what they want to hear. The other one, and this, I think this one is far worse and far more insidious, and it's something we don't talk about nearly enough. It's Sinclair Media owning like 70% of local news channels, and they are a right-wing uh, yeah. uh, mouthpiece, basically. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they pump the same scripts out to all of your WFTVs and WCBOs and, and like all of those local channels and the single digits that everybody gets mm-hmm. free over the air. A lot of them are owned by Sinclair Media, and Sinclair Media is just as evil as Tucker Carlson. Um, yeah. But they're much quieter, which is even worse. Yeah. It's, it's really, really a scary thing. Um, I mean, so I've been, I've been like many, 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 many moons ago before I became uh, the artist, I had seen far too many episodes of Lois and Clark, and I wanted to be a journalist. Yeah. So... So I learned, uh, you know, about the rise of um, infotainment and the how it's not just Sinclair Media, but like even your local newspaper may not be a local newspaper. It may be owned by a much larger media entity that is feeding you information from a very limited pool of of sources so like you're not getting like you may have somebody on a local beat but all of your national or international news is getting fed to you by somebody who wants to control the narrative one way or another 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, let's let's be honest. Everybody has a narrative. Everybody has a spin they want to put on things, and everybody's trying to find the best way to communicate it. That's why we're all here on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem here, I think, is the fact that the title of journalist is not a certified position. There is no way to earn like you can get a degree in journalism, which creates ethical boundaries and guidelines. But there's nothing like I could go with a pen and paper to anybody in the world and say, hi, I'm a journalist for the one man revolution. I'd like to ask you some questions. And that is a perfectly acceptable statement to make. Right. By the way, can we get some White House credentials? That would be awesome. That's different. You have to be in a recognized publication, but I would love to get it if we could. And I would be the one to go because I'd be that guy. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could not be I could not be considered responsible in a White House press board that would that would go horrible I would bring extra <laughs> shoes to throw uh, <laughs> <laughs> the smelliest of the work shoes one for you one for you uh, uh, no, it, so yeah um yeah, I we, we yeah, need, what uh, I'm saying is we need to find some yeah. way not not as a regulatory body, but as mm-hmm. a certification body, kind of yeah. kind of like uh, uh, a uh, OSHA. No, not OSHA. I don't really know a good analogy here, but the idea being, if you want to be mm-hmm. taken seriously as a journalist, you must be certified through a specific board of people to verify your practices of investigation, your mm-hmm. ethics of reporting, and your thoroughness yeah. of of research. Right, something to demonstrate that you are a professional journalist and you know what you're doing. And, and yeah. we need to value that as a society, but because well, journalism isn't a certified thing, there's no way to, to say who or is and is, is and is not a journalist. Okay, so they, they used to, and goes, we can profit yeah. on this. There used to be like standards and there still are in certain publications where yes. if, you've, if you're going to have, uh, if you're going to make a story, you have to have at least three sources you have to right. that corroborate each other right. so that you know if you're like if you're going to use an anonymous source you can't just grab some joe schmo off the street who may or may not have any authority to speak on the subject at all right. you have to have someone independently confirm that that what that person says is true yep you know right. so that's a standard yeah. that should be brought in it's like if you're going to call yourself a news organization you have to have these requirements for every story that you produce mm-hmm. there's uh there's a po- there's a podcast i listen to called uh oh no ross and carrie which is a really fun investigative podcast into different forms of like spiritualities and religions and 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 uh pseudoscientific uh uh experiences if you will and mm-hmm. um Carrie, one of the hosts, did a really great talk on on what it is to be an investigative reporter, an investigative journalist. And the primary point that she was making was was something to the effect that you are not looking for a bombshell statement. You are not looking for a bombshell witness. What you need are documents. What you need are copies of concrete pieces of evidence that are irrefutable mm-hmm. and verifiable. And that's what we're missing right now, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 why what, what frustrates me about about media right now is there's a couple of institutions that are that are well embedded in gaining information because they have the resources. I'm talking the New York Times. I'm talking the Washington Post. Uh, 
sometimes like like i believe the la times is another one uh and you'll see exclusive and they'll tell you what's going on Mm -hmm. um those are challenging because the exclusives mean nobody else has the information and everyone else is just sharing the story already published Mm -hmm. uh and that is where documentation is critical because you have to be able to show for a fact that what i'm reporting isn't is true and here's how we know it another problem in journalism is do you report a story honestly and accurately knowing that it will burn bridges and cause problems Mm -hmm. and as a result you will lose access to the powerful figures that you need to uh, interview Mm -hmm. or have access to like that was a big problem I would say like for example, and I'm sure it, it was before and after and since, but like the Bush administration, ah. you could not challenge the, the war in Iraq openly or confront them with evidence for right. fear of, you know, being excluded from the White House correspondence yeah. room. Like yeah. you couldn't ask them hard questions right. because you'd get kicked out or you would never get called for a question again. Right. So it's like, do I, mean, I give them softball questions and well, I mean, hope they that, up and tell the truth? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we saw that a lot with 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 President Trump. Uh, we President Biden has excluded a couple of reporters from from his news conferences as well for being uh, quote jackasses. Uh, you know what's really funny? <laughs> what's really funny though is that his press secretary just like repeatedly owned Ducey over and over and oh, over sure. again. Yeah. Like what I was going to say, though, I, th- I think with with things like the White House press conferences, uh, there should it should be a lottery, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, that we have 50 seats. As many people want to is want to make a, a claim to uh, showing up and being there as a journalist. Tell us, you know, tell us where you're publicizing the information. It mm-hmm. can be a podcast, it can be a blog, whatever. You're a journalist. You're publishing things to, to the people of, of the world, and you put your name in the hat, and and they pull your name out. And if you're and if you're physically there, when they pull your name, you can go and you get cleared by Secret Service. Well, sure, sure. I mean, you know, to get it, you have to be vetted and everything. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. You, you get on this list, you get put in a lottery. If you get called, you're told, hey, on this day, you'll be able to attend the uh, the press conference. Be there, be square. Mm-hmm. And that means that everyone has an opportunity or, or, or as many valid people as, as we can possibly find have an equal opportunity of getting in and participating in these press conferences. And you don't have this, you know, uh, you, are, are you, are you not on the list kind of a thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, Oh no, yeah, uh, you can't get into the club. You're not on the list, uh, but you're hot. Mm-hmm. Friend, right. Like we don't, we don't get that situation. Yeah. Uh, I'm everybody's hot friend. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> you might've heard of me. <laughs> yeah look at me i'm, I'm, I'm gorgeous let me in yeah my name's <laughs> you. No, do you know who i am <laughs> that's okay i don't know who i am either <laughs> all righty and on that i think it's time for well dones uh Thessie, did you have any well dones um i do have one yeah um it's a local hold on let me i have it somewhere there it is okay um the local uh, the local LGBTQ uh, 
center. It is called the center. Um, they do a lot of different stuff um, that, you know, running HIV tests and, and uh, doing a lot of um, community outreach. They have a food, food bank and all of that. So they, um, this week they had a guest come and speak at their, um, at the center. Um, and she is the assistant secretary of health and human services. Um, her name is Dr. Levine. Um, and she is the first trans appointment by, uh, a president of the United States ever. Wow. And so, yeah, she got to, she came and came and spoke at the center. So yeah, I just thought that that was, that was really neat. So well done to the center for booking that. Hell yeah. And well done to the president (laughs) for appointing, uh, appointing them and well done to them for showing up and doing a speech at a local center. That's super cool. All the way around. Well done. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have one. Do it. Uh, this is kind of scary, but at the same time, kind of good. Google says that it will delete location data when users visit abortion clinics, and that's super helpful so that prosecutors can't use that information against potential. Yeah, yeah, leaders. but also. It's Why? really hard to believe that they'll like do that. Yeah, like part of me is like, that's sus. I don't trust yeah, them yeah. to yeah. do that. Why, why, are they only, why are they only just now doing that? That's what I like. Like they could have been doing that forever and they're choosing now to do that and not beforehand. Like, like something, something tells me like dirty. It, no, it might be a direct response to people no longer like, like turning off user data or like turning off location data for their google apps specifically because they don't want to be this is is the company that used to have their slogan is don't be evil removed from their slogan so uh sus is correct google is sus yes (laughs) so i'm I'm glad that they have made those noises but i don't trust them (laughs) yeah yeah uh i have a really i think one of the most significant well done's we've had in a very long time well done to Katani Katanji Brown Jackson. There we go. I yes. Only trouble tried that three times. The first black woman ever sworn into the Supreme Court. Fantastic. Uh, it is. It was a planned retirement from another justice uh, that that she has been sworn in to replace. Breyer. Uh, she is fifty one. So we have a lot of uh, fresh young blood in the Supreme Court right now, which is great. Uh, I thought we had already congratulated her like months ago. She was well, approved she was by the Senate, confirmed by the Senate, thank you, and not sworn in because she was, again, it, this was a planned retirement from uh, uh, Justice uh, Breyer? Breyer. Yeah, Breyer. Yeah. Like, so he, he hadn't retired until just now. Then he retired, and she was there to take over because she's already been through okay. the confirmation process. He so Breyer decide. is now prior. Yes. Ah, Breyer is prior. I see Breyer what she prior. did there. Nicely done. Yeah, so uh, goodbye to Briar. Hello to Brown Jackson. Pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, I really like this write-up here from the AP. Um, what was the headline? No, I forget where it went. Uh, Shatters the glass ceiling was was the quote. I really liked that. Uh, that's that's a great line there. So well think- done, Katanji Brown Jackson. There we go. I have, I have, I think I have heard a number of um, 
people of color congratulating her on being the first black Supreme Court justice because Thomas doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he ain't invited to the cookout. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Um, I want to give a shout out to New Zealand. Uh, Again, number one, just for being great. New Zealand's the best. Uh, but also, they have they have officially designated the Proud Boys and the base as terrorist organizations. So well done to New Zealand. And a quick shout out. Did, did you guys have any other well dones? Mm-mm. Not that I can think Not of. I, like Got over it. the course so, of the week, I'm like, oh, this should be good well done. And then I can't think of it. So we talked uh, a lot tonight about TikTok its usages and its and its effectiveness for messaging for younger generations but also uh uh tiktok promised never to steal the united states user data and transfer it back to china and shocker of shockers they lied all of your user data is in beijing uh thanks to tencent a partial owner of epic games uh which also sucks um so my data is with them anyway. So I guess I should probably just go ahead and download TikTok. It doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, yeah, be wary of the information you put into TikTok. Uh, TikTok records a lot of information that it has no business recording and shouldn't be recording and does anyways. Uh, it's not great. The commissioner of the FCC has officially urged Google and Apple to ban the app from their stores because of privacy concerns. Uh, so uh we are occasionally a tech podcast be wary tiktok users but keep fighting the good fight and don't stop doxing scrotus there we go (laughs) (laughs) all right this has been the one man revolution podcast uh as you know the revolutionary is abroad uh and also out of the country uh isn't that what abroad means not sometimes yeah yeah most of the time <laughs> there's a bad joke in there um it's fine so the revolution is abroad uh uh so i'm the comrade standing in for him tonight uh for at least for the second half um don't forget you can always get the one minute Revolution podcast for free at at any podcast distribution app out there uh we're on spotify apple google amazon you name it we're there uh if you don't want to use any of those and you'd rather not listen to ads you can always find the original high quality audio recorded at onemanrevolution.org where you can find our show notes, links, and a quick summary of what's going on for the, with the show here. Uh, every Friday night, we live record on facebook.com slash OMR podcast. Uh, we're still kicking around the idea of maybe migrating to Twitch. If we find a way to do that, we'll let you know. Um, but until then, I'm the comrade. I'm the thespian. And I'm the artist. And don't forget to stay fresh, cheese bags.